0: Welcome, welcome, podcast listeners. It is out number two four three. Yeah, I did that with finger symbols. Um I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter on an audio podcast, but you, you can appreciate the effort. You are here with your your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined by Mr. Matt Kwan. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, and you are joined by, oh my gosh, it's Josh.
1: Yo. Only Josh will do. Indeed, indeed, we we have
0: missed you, my friend. We have missed you. Um, later in this show, we are going to have information about a little bit of a legend, a, a legend of the guitar world, um, who is leaving us. But before we do that, we we do our standard. What what have we been up to? So we're going to stroke the egos of our of our hosts today. First, um, who wants to who wants to start? What are we saying? <laughs> Matt, do you wanna do you wanna start us, Matt? <laughs>
2: what have you been up to this week? What have Matt? I been up to? Um, I've been living a life without guitars for a week. Oh. yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where I don't have any gigs relatively shortly away and just yeah, life got in the way this week. So I've done exactly the square root of fuck all, so I will pass over to Josh.
0: <laughs> That's it. The book here it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it... <laughs> But to be honest, I haven't even been up to that much either, well, in all fairness, because work has been so shit. Um, hello, everybody. I'm back after two Woo, weeks. Oh he's two back. Two weeks, whatever it's been. I don't know. I've lost count. It's good to have you back anyway, man. Ah, uh, oh, thank you. I mean, you don't you don't have to say that, but thank you.
0: I mean, I am I'm legally obliged, to. Uh,
1: fair enough. <laughs> 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 it's in your contract. It's, it's company policy, yeah. Ah, right, I see. Lee, Lee made you put that in there. Indeed. Uh, right, what have I been up to? I have been rehearsing more with Paramore. <laughs> you have been rehearsing Paramore? Yes. <laughs> we L- Literally.
0: Indeed. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I... S- I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that you're having to do that. Are you, though? <laughs> no, I, in all fairness, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's going to be good fun, isn't it? Like learning some new stuff.
1: Yeah, it's... Um... I must say it's a challenge because I'm used to kind of doing like the odd little bits of lead when I was doing Ramstein stuff. Yeah, now it's like everything is lead, <laughs> uh, and nice. I don't, I don't have anywhere to hide, and I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me nervous. No, seriously, it does. Like uh, I was thinking, you know when we've been doing rehearsals. I'm like, are we doing two guitar parts? It's been so, oh no, it's just you. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Shit, son. <laughs> and yeah. we were yeah, talking. Yeah, because they, them. they did have two guitarists to start with, didn't they? Uh, Paramore, yeah. Didn't they still, did this? Not still have two? I don't know.
2: I well, thought they I've, fired one. Uh, well, they definitely fired somebody, but at one point, I think they had three guitarists.
1: Shit,
0: it's like, Josh, you, you gotta be a beast, man. You've, you've but yet, gotta be a beast.
2: Definitely the the what the album that everybody remembers from when they were fifteen, the one with Misery Business on. There was two guitarists for that album, yeah. and then yeah. I think it was two albums later that they brought somebody else in, and then like within six months they'd fired someone. It was all. It, it, I mean, I'm I'm thinking back to my teenage years now, so like I'm struggling to remember it, but yeah, like it's definitely in there somewhere.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um and we were t- we were talking about obviously when the gigs start back up and how things are going to work and um not to spoil the set list but I literally go out and start the whole gig off by myself and I'm like, Ugh, fuck, <laughs> yeah, no pressure or anything. Um, and we're talking about doing uh one song just me and Lisa the singer. And I'm like, really? Just like, I like I can't handle that pressure. <laughs> I mean they really Fine. have thrown you in the deep end here, haven't they? And I'm gonna say I can't handle that pressure, that wasn't a punt, but it well, it kind of worked.
0: Um <laughs> Uh, is is that a Paramore song? Like, are, are we missing something there? Oh.
1: Yes, there is a Paramore song called pressure. There you go. So, And, and they're expecting us, <laughs> like it. they said, like they do this like stage role thing where they run at each other and like kind of gambol over someone's back. And like, no disrespect to the bassist Josh, he's a fucking lovely chap, but he's like 25 stone. If he does that, there will be a death. <laughs> like, I mean... There's no getting around it.
0: <laughs> Ain't no one insured for that anymore. Like you, you are now the the other side of thirty. So, like that that is asking for back problems. There,
2: I was going to say, yeah, the back pain is coming regardless of whether you do this. But if you do this, it's going to
1: be serious back pain. Yeah, I said, like you know, it's, it's going to be like uh, news headlines going. Some say a man was crushed in the first row, and like that that was what what was left of me will just be a thin smear on the stage floor. Indeed, but you've still got to
0: like. Hold down those three guitar parts,
1: yeah. Somehow, <laughs> see, with crippling um, back pain, <laughs> it's, it's just like there'll be me in a wheelchair, just like struggling you like to do a
0: Dave Grohl, will not you?
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and while we were doing rehearsals yesterday, it was my first time actually trying out the new bus RE2. Woo! Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and i immediately turned it on and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's what they're for um and i was like yes yes i like this um so i'm going to have a good fiddle around <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, Sorry, then i like then, this <laughs> so
2: i'm going to have a good fiddle and
1: then you're going to going to play the pedal and <laughs> i'm going to make a nice ambient patch i think on it with using that I'll put the SY one into the loop of the cortex as well, so that so the echo's going into that, then the SY one. Uh and then I'm gonna make like a huge ambient reverb spacey sound. Nice. Because why not?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean I think we are we are all dying to hear that. So what are your impressions of the uh the new R E two?
1: Um t- <laughs> like I, is that good eh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's obviously difficult to say <laughs> cuz i haven't had like a full sit down yeah with it cuz it arrived friday i was i spent pretty much the entire day drum programming saturday because for some unbeknownst reason our drummer just messaged on friday night saying i'm not doing it anymore even though he paid his lock up fee you know, put all these dates in. He was just like, I'm out. Nice. like, fuck. So I spent the entire Saturday from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about 8 o'clock in the night fucking programming drums so we could at least do a rehearsal yesterday. Nice. Um, so I haven't had ch- I didn't have a chance to play. I literally stuck it on the board. and was like, right, here comes Decode. I'm starting. it. Hopefully there's a signal coming through with this. And it did. And I was just like, ooh. <laughs> so first impressions very good nice that's that's what uh, we need
0: that's what we need to hear
1: yes i just got to figure out cuz it has got that little it's got that weird boss midi thing like it looks like a, like a headphone jack or something yeah, yeah. so yeah. i've got no idea how i'm going to be able to midi that with the quad cortex i've got to figure out a
2: way There'll be an adapter, surely. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Boss, Boss use that pretty much as standard on most of their pedals with MIDI, so they'll have yeah. some form of normal MIDI to Boss, Boss. MIDI adapter. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Like, it's three like three quarter that. inch TRS to to MIDI, isn't it?
2: But it's it's not. It's three mil TRS, not three quarter inch. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Three point five mil. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's the mini yeah, one. Three point
2: five. Yeah, it's the, it's the yeah, it's the weird mini headphone thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um so I would like yeah, to try and... <laughs> if it was a, if it was a quarter like three quarter inch, you might as well just put a MIDI input on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same size.
1: Um so I would like to be able to hook that up and then do some MIDI changes with it. Um but I'm I'm really looking forward to because I wanted one of the dd twenties for years and I just never pulled the plug on it and then this was the kind of the catalyst for me to go, yeah, let's do it. Yeah uh what else uh, I do' need to I'm not hijacking your podcast here, but I need to do two shout outs here 'cause okay yeah <laughs> uh one is to Marcus Darby from Pedal pedalboards, yeah Marcus has, is the legend. Yeah. he is graciously sorting me out a pedal board for Boards mm. of doom no nice. so I, I should be expecting that soon. He said there is a backlog that he's getting through, so yeah Marcus if he is doom thank you. Uh, and secondly, to uh, Richter Straps, who has uh, sent me a nice care package of wireless transmitter packs and a strap to go with my Les Paul for the stage. Nice. So, Lars, thank you very much. Indeed, that's yeah. that's me done.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Um, right, so I guess, I guess I'm up, aren't I? Um, you are. So I did, a, I did a few things this week. Um, I... I wrestled with the, the line six um web page for a little while. Did, did you do that at WrestleMania this weekend?
2: <laughs> Woo Uh
0: no, no I didn't unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um I yeah, I I was trying to um like I'd i looked on their website at Helix Native, uh and they were do- yeah, they were doing a little um little sale on it. Um but I hadn't um registered my my stomp with them. So I thought, oh, I'll go do that, and then I'll be eligible for the the discount, and I'll see what it is, and I'll, I'll see if I'm tempted. So I tried to register my my HX Stomp. Didn't fucking work, did it? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I spent an afternoon trying to register the Stomp and like trying to figure out if like a zero was a O and if a Z was a two on the on the like products code, and no matter what like variation of this product code that i put in still didn't work so i i ended up giving up and like contacting the uh, like the support desk and they like within within 24 hours it was like you yeah, have updated it for you there you go It's like yeah cheers thanks <laughs> um like it just makes you feel like an absolute tit doesn't it uh, but that like I got that sorted, and then then I've I looked at the prices of Helix Native, and it was cheap enough for me to go. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. So I bought Helix Native. Whoop. Um, <laughs> with the like with the foresight of using it to reamp um, some of the stuff that I do, like with pedal boards of Doom and some of the no talkal tones as well, because using the stomp you can do like a direct dry through so if you if you like demoing a pedal at the front end you can then reamp it through Helix Native or any, like any like DAW amp sim yeah. plugin thing um but like Helix Native has all of the stuff that I'm used to in the stomp anyway uh so my most recent um my most recent no-talkal tone kind of trials that a little bit It is the moor gray phase which is a germanium fuzz face um basically not a phaser
2: no, It's called a, it's called phase and it's not a phaser
0: no it's called gray phase um it's it's basically like the one of the hendrix fuzz faces but the gray okay. one um and it's um like like any fuzz face you've just got to turn both controls up. Otherwise, it doesn't quite sound as good. <laughs> so because it had one setting on it, essentially. Um, which is I've, everything to the right. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I demo a little bit of the guitar volume, which it responds quite well to. Uh, but then I started putting it through other amps as well. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've put it through uh, like a Vox style. Uh, like There was an AC30 sim, uh, like, in, like a stereo patch as well. Um and a JCM 800 because like what's better than fuzz is fuzz going into an already driven amp. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that that was quite nice. It didn't quite sound um as good with the
2: Vox, which yeah, like, I mean Voxes are always quite temperamental with drive.
1: Yeah, I find them to be too brittle. Sound,
0: yeah. There's there's like a very weird mid range to it, like kind of really focused, kind of honky mid range. And I can see like certain certain pedal combinations would work really well with that, but this kind of super thick, saturated, fuzzy tone just kind of thinned out, and it ended up being it sounded a bit like a crap distortion because of like how it pushed it all through this weird, like notch mid range notch filter. Um, but it's, it, it, I thought it was well worth, well worth the effort. Uh, and it, it managed to spin the, the video past a minute. So, uh, it, it's something that I might, might consider doing in the future is doing like extensive, no talkal tones where I, I shove a few amps through it. Um, because like it's it's all good and well hearing a pedal, but you're hearing that pedal through my specific guitar and then through my specific amp, all of those things color the tone, yeah, uh I also threw a few variax um models on it as well, <laughs> Cause i th- I thought if I'm doing amps, I might as well do a few guitars as well, yeah
2: I mean it's logical, it is Just, it is, you know. He's a Strat, he's a Telly, he's a Les Paul, he's an SG.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd already done the strap with the... Um, the Magnetic. Pick-ups. Yeah, the Magnetic pickups, and I thought, there's no point doing another set of strap pickups. Um, but I did I did a Telly and a Les Paul on it. I did do a yeah. 335, but by that point, I was like, there's not really much difference when I'm pushing a... Like, really fuzzy, distorted
2: yes, signal. You, you take away from the dynamic, it's really just pickups and strings, isn't it? You take away from the dynamics of the body, so the, the humbuckers in a Les Paul or the humbuckers in a 335 are broadly the same.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was there's a slight difference. The, again, like, they're voiced slightly differently, but it wasn't enough for me to go. And now here's another 30 seconds of me playing this guitar. So I just... <laughs> I, I left it there. But so,
1: saying what you were with with fuzz, I've never understood the people that will have a fuzz pedal and then use it on a clean channel because all you get coming through is that fuzz signal and the like the clean tone and it's horrendous. Like fuzz has to be used on a game channel. End of. I mean, you, you're
0: getting no arguments from he- me here, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you.
2: I have Sometimes got... I'll even run drive into the front end of, of a fuzz and then into another drive pedal.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I like having a tube screamer or something like that after the fuzz to really um, narrow it like, down and yeah, focus pu- it. And- yeah, push it through that kind of like, mid-hump.
1: In Josh's Britain, it would be mandatory for every pedal board in the world to have... Josh's Britain in the world, yeah, I'm tired, leave me alone. <laughs> um, everybody would have to have at least one fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
0: for those people who say they don't like fuzz I, I you
1: haven't it, tried the right one.
0: Yeah, I instantly came into with that because I I didn't think I liked fuzz when I was playing cheap shit fuzz.
2: Yeah.
0: Um but it like like you say you've got you've got to have the the correct one otherwise it will it like it's not going to resonate with you. Uh I think I'm going to have to write down the fact that Josh is World Britain um, he's going to be a...
1: <laughs> like fresh off the back of a twelve-hour shift, like you know.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, it, it all works. Oh, he, oh man, I do to spell.
1: see now who's gone into the attacker.
0: <laughs> Indeed, yeah <laughs> the, the the prey has become the hunted. whatever wait
1: wait the priors become the hunted that's exactly the same thing (laughs) 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 yeah matt just
0: just just fill in just say words
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean what words do you want me to say i've done fuck all i can't talk about anything
0: there we go (laughs) that's enough i'm back on track i'm back on uh, so I've done the, the grey phase. Uh, I didn't do a, a band rehearsal last week. Some dickhead, not pointing any fingers, um, but some dickhead read the uh, calendar wrong. Uh, and it was actually supposed to be this week. However, our drummer's got COVID. So Yay. no rehearsal. <laughs> um, so I'm not practicing this week either. Um, I I have asked for a list of the songs that they want me to rehearse though because we, we literally have a, a practice two days before the actual gig at the end of the yeah. month. So I thought I, I best do the grown-up thing and rather than bury my head in the sand. <laughs> I,
1: that's kind of really my I've had to approach now. Like, I've got to try and learn, like, two songs a week. Yeah.
0: I mean, they it's are all just... Paramore songs, so it's got to be, like, four chords in it and,
1: <laughs> oh, I tell you what, the lead stuffs a right fucking pain.
2: Yeah, the lead stuff is a, a mess on the Paramore stuff. Like I've done Paramore covers in the past, and so, some of their stuff's got like the, the annoying thing about some of it is the delay. M- like means that both guitarists are using delay at one point, and you can't tell which of the two guitarists is playing a line, so you can't tell what the line to play is. Oh, there's there's, there's shitty stuff like that going on in like two or three of their songs. It's like, uh, yeah, it does my head of- in. There's a song
1: called um, "Ain't It Fun," and it's, it's got this <laughs> ironically, really... <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> fun. It's, it's like I've listened to it. I haven't bothered learning that one yet because I'm like that one's coming last because it, it's literally got the mo. It's it's almost like two string sweeps, but it's not at the same time. It's really fucking weird, and there's uh like these quick like two bar, not two bar, like. It's a four bar, but it's like half time, so you know, like two. Yeah, yeah, uh. words. Yeah, it, yeah, words. two beats, half of half of a bar. Yeah, and it's just like this tiny little solo bit, and he's like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> fuck this noise, fuck it right yeah. in there. It's like um, if you ever try and learn any of uh, Tony Iommi solos from Black Sabbath, because he would do like two or three takes of his solos, and then they just kind of fade between each other. And at some points, they're, the, there's two of the solo lines overlapping. You're like, hang on, hang <laughs> on a
1: second, Mr. <laughs> I mean, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> um, you're not playing that, are oh, you, Mr. I mean, uh, you're not. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I, I ran into that as a, as a young guitarist and went, you know what, this isn't fucking fair. <laughs> uh, and at that point I decided I weren't learning solos note for
2: note. Yeah. And I very rarely play solos note for note. I might play phrases from solos note for note, but Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean I'm trying to like obviously learn them as best as I can for note for note, but I'm kind like when we were doing um the three business last night, you know, I was throwing in pinch harmonics and stuff into the solo just to give it a little bit more Oh,
0: yeah, calm down there, Zach.
1: <laughs> I hate Zach Wild; he's a dickhead.
0: Oh, I was <laughs> I was listening to um Zach Sabbath uh, last week, which is where Zach Wild basically toured doing Black Sabbath tunes. And it was. It was all of the cliches. Loads of...
2: <laughs> like, Put some on it. Yeah, and, yeah, rim, yeah.
1: And... <laughs> biggest, The biggest thing, like, a mate of mine went to go and see him live, and I was like, why would you want to go and spend an hour and a half to watching him fret wank?
0: Oh, like, like, the solos are the same thing. It is, like, pentatonics, where he's just beating the guitar into submission. Um, it's... <laughs> Like, it's brute force. You can see, it, like, it's is, It's is completely the way that that man looks is the way that he plays guitar.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-oh. I mean, albeit, you know, when he did some of his, like, classical stuff back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, he was very talented. But, like, then he's just like, game! And that was it. I, I
0: respect it. I respect it. It's just, it's the same way that I respect Malmsteen. In the fact that you know what you're getting with it, it is ridiculous, yeah, but it's it's also kind <laughs> of fun um so i'm I'm okay with that i like i like the predictability of it i think' it's, i know, i know where I stand it's gonna be a pentatonic solo it's gonna be <laughs> like in, insanely ripping um but there you go uh what else have i done this week uh I got the third dimension by uh t. c
1: I saw that. Yeah, I I seen. I was looking at it, and then I already seen that you put a comment. And I'm going. I'm there going. I love this. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. my idea then. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I jumped in on that one quite quick. Uh, yeah, it was going on the gear exchange, and it was going for a pretty decent price. And although I've overspent on gear this month, anyway, um, I thought why not? And I've I've plugged it in. I've not done a not done a no talk turn on it just yet. That will be coming. In about a month's time, um, but it was quite surprising. I, I thought oh, it's just going to be another chorus pedal, but actually, like the the button thing is quite novel, um, and it's voiced really well. Did you play Last Train Home with it? I did not. No, I should have. <laughs> oh shit, man! But there we go. Like that. That will be for the the no talkal turn That will. It will be <laughs> like maybe sec- variation yeah second to last uh, bus home is what i'll be
1: playing <laughs> the 97 from birmingham
0: that's it yeah the, the the one at quarter past 11 not the one at 25 past 11 that you you really don't want to be getting uh so yeah I, i've i've done that but i I feel we should probably move on move on to some some guitar News? No, we shouldn't. We've got we've got something that we do before that. What do we do before that, boys? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's Josh's turn for it. Uh, it is the, loop, uh, the lukewarm it. hot take.
1: Are we uh, not discussing last week's results? We first? should do.
0: We'll we'll do our housekeeping first. Our housekeeping is as follows. I believe it is one hundred percent, one hundred percent for one of the thingies. Uh, so the question was. Uh, in, in fact, Matt, take it away because it was your it was, question. Yeah,
2: it was. It was a statement rather than a question. I just said that any delay pedal that costs more than ninety nine quid or more than a hundred quid should have a tap tempo on it, and everybody agrees because it's a true statement. And, <laughs> yeah. and to be fair, Lee must not have voted because when I put this in our like little group chat, Lee was like, "Oh, that's a load of bollocks." But I mean, it's just like. What's the point in having a delay pedal if it doesn't have a tap tempo? Like, cheap delay pedals can, can get away with it because, you know, they're going to be missing a feature or two. But once you're paying over 100 quid, give me a tap tempo.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the public agrees with you. So I think you, you won that way. But we, we said from the get-go that that was a win, didn't we?
2: <laughs> yeah, we were we were fairly confident it was going to be a win.
0: Indeed. Like, I, I had the job of, of doing the the <laughs> converse argument and I weren't even convinced. So, <laughs> but we have got Josh. You've you've been waited with baited waiting with bated breath with this one, haven't you?
1: I think I've been waiting since I did the last episode when I was doing the one on the RE2. I think I was about to talk talk up about it, and then we ended up talking about some of the bullshit.
0: <laughs> um, I can't, I- that speaks to the quality of the podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the listeners by now have already realised I say things as it is Indeed Um. So, yeah, I believe and strongly push the argument That the Marshall JVM 410 is the best amp that Marshall has ever produced And why I hear you ask. Firstly, it's on an affordable budget. I think you can pick them up for under a thousand pounds, near enough. Secondhand, you see them go for five, six hundred quid. You've got your four channels, your clean, crunch, overdrive, and a lead. You can literally play any type of music on it. The cleans are beautifully crisp, warm cleans. You've got the nice, crunch, which even still, when you've been the crunch channel, you've got a nice, like, slightly, mildly overdriven tone. You've got a really thick gain channel, which will do any sort of music that may come to the figment of your imagination. And then the lead channel is just, oh, it's fantastic. One of the, I think it's genuinely one of the best... Amp channels on any amp, like, there is no question. Um And I think for the amount of versatility it offers, of the budget, you just can't beat it. You just, you, you can't beat it. You're stupid if you go for a Marshall and it's not a JVM410. <laughs> I mean...
2: Man. As somebody who's recently bought a Marshall that is not a JVM 410, I suppose it is for me to um, to counteract this. So
1: yeah, but cu- you're tight fisted. So ca-
2: counter <laughs> counterpoint number one: it has twenty eight knobs and eight buttons. You don't need any of that shit. What you need is maybe six knobs, maybe six if you're lucky, which yeah. happens to be the amount of knobs on the uh, on the SV20 that I bought. Um, the decent Bukhari party as well, <laughs> about six knobs. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a tasteful Bukhari party rather than the twenty eight knob version that. Yeah, that, that that's just, just come from.
0: That's yeah, that's but, just too many. That
2: isn't it so, and obviously the SV twenty based on a think it's a JTM forty five, but it might be a JMP. I can't remember. I get the ball. It's, 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 it's a JTM, I think. I think it's a JTM, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But yeah, so you've got on that, you've got uh bass, middle, treble, presence, master volume for two different channels. And then you all you do is you patch the two channels together and use the two ch- literally blend them together to get your sound because Nobody needs four channels on an amp because you've got drive pedals. <laughs> and if you haven't, if you if you've got four channels on an amp, it's really difficult to justify spending a thousand pound on drive pedals and put them on your pedal board.
1: But if you're buying this amp, I know this is going against everything we say. We pedal boards of <laughs> doom. You don't need a pedal board. Everything oh, is in your amp. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, you absolutely oh. do
2: because, like, it's got it's got built in digital reverb, which will just be awful. Let's face it.
1: Yeah, you can just stick a bit of reverb in the at the uh, you know at the
2: back of yeah. the effects. Yeah, so you, you you're going to need like any kind of effects. Like I I get that it's versatile. I get that that's actually quite good. And you know, if you're wanting a starting amp, or if you're only ever going to buy one amp, I can see why you'd go for this. But if you want that classic Marshall sound, you want an SV. You can SV, get it with that. Or,
1: you can get it with the. You crunch. can get
2: close, but you can't get it. You you absolutely can't get it because. Like even the normal channel on the Studio Vintage and the 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 JTM's, just it it isn't there, which is basically what you'll get in these. You need that like the the high treble or whatever it's called the the sec- the second channel blended in, and the blend of the two, and just them working together. It, and it's just it's not something that you'll get from a an amp where you've got multiple channels but you select between them. It has to be two channels running into each other. It just you you can't get that sound elsewhere. Um, and let's face it, like if we're if we're gonna be realistic, the best marshal out there is probably a Friedman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not not entirely sure that's a marshal, but
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, they they are martial amps, just slightly tweaked, aren't they? Like, oh yeah, I
0: mean, there's 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 so many there not like Soldano is pretty much that. Yeah, um, like there's so many companies that have built their built their brand on modded Marshalls. If we're talking like Marshalls that Marshall make, I think the statement itself is probably where you fall down here is is that the JVM four ten is the the best Marshall that is has ever been made. Um I'm oh, not not entirely sure we could justify that. Like the old sixties plexis. Um, the thing that most marshals these days are trying to emulate. Um, and I think yeah,
1: like the um, the only reason you would not buy four ten a JVM four ten is simply because you forgot. No, <laughs> You forgot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I went to the shop <laughs> looking for a JVM four ten, and I accidentally bought the studio. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit, my bad. No, I think. The the versatility is its biggest asset, but also its biggest downfall. I think it's it's a divisive um, control layout.
1: I like. I am willing to bet you could play any genre. I could put a Fender in there. And oh, I definitely my, couldn't play any fend- genre. I can't imagine you like banging out black metal or strapping young lad or something. But you could just put your, you know, uh, strat in there on your clean channel, boom, John Mayer. You want to go for your, cr- you know, go crunch, Les Paul, bang, you know, you've got kind of your ACDC ish tones. You put hot pickups in it on the gay channel, Metallica, Slayer, Thrash, black metal, whatever. You can get anything with it,
2: but the problem is, it's an approximation of everything, though, isn't it? It's not the, it's not that sound. It's not the sound that you're looking for. It's the closest that that amp will do to that sound because it, because it's so versatile. It's not the best at any of them.
1: Yeah, kind of jack of all, yeah. uh, syndrome, of all trades, master of none. I mean, if it's good for people like Satch and
2: whatnot, then I mean that puts me off massively because I can't stand Joe Satriani. He, he, he's like what you were saying about Zach Wilde. You could say about Joe Satriani.
1: I don't, to be fair, I'm like I don't know enough about Satriani. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's one a... thing, one thing about Satch is that his tone is, is pretty bang on. Like for the, for the shred guys, he tends to be the most melodic. So you'd probably be able to spend more time listening to Satch than you would any of the other kind of shreddy boys. Yeah. Um and his tone always is spot on. Um however um Paul Gilbert was repping the um the vintage vintage modern for such a time. Um
1: and his tone's ace. So I'm just looking. So people that notable people that use apparently currently use the JVM. So yeah, Satriani's at the top. Um We've got Alice Cooper, Alexi Laiho. Obviously, he died. Uh, John Five, Jeff Loomis has used them. There's Dave Mustaine. I mean, Dave Mustaine's a knob.
2: <laughs> 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 okay, I mean... I mean, John Five I mean, played for Marilyn Manson, so he's probably a knob as well. No,
1: nah, John Five is the complete opposite of a knob. He is an absolute... A v- vagina? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> He genuinely seems
0: like one of the no. He does. He, he seems like a metal. like a nice chap. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has an affiliation with the Telecaster as well, so he, he's already scored some brony points with me.
1: If you have, it like anybody that's listening, listening to this, or even you two, when you've got twenty five minutes, go and watch uh, the rig rundown with. Charm Five, it's fantastic.
2: Okay, I, I will do. But what I'm going to do is counter what you've just said. So you've just said notable users of the JMP, uh, sorry, the, the JVM 410 yeah. are this. So notable users of the JTM 45 include Dave Gilmore, Peter Green, Jimi Hendrix, Gary Moore, Pete Townsend, Angus Young, and that just ends your argument.
1: All of which become irrelevant after the
2: 1980s. Yeah, but music became irrelevant in
0: 1980. <laughs> I feel like we're we're venturing into other hot take territory here.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, but... I've just re- I've just realised I'm arguing with Matt. Indeed, <sighs> I might as well be talking to a brick wall. <laughs> the um, but like out of those
0: two lists, like John Five, Jeff Loomis, Alexi Leho who uh, like compared <laughs> com- compared to dave gilmore and angus young and who
2: yeah, Moore, yeah Green, Green, jimmy yeah. hendrix I mean, yeah. it, it it lists the the Rolling Stones as a notable user. I assume just because they had a, like a rotation of guitarists for a we'll while whilst yeah. one <laughs> of them was in hospital with like heroin overdoses. So they just brought somebody else in and they would use the, the JTM-45 as well. Yeah, they just <laughs> plug them into the... Can this. you play
1: guitar? Can you play your Black? Right, you're coming with us. I see. It. You, yeah,
0: Open G, do you know how to suspend chords? Yeah, cool, you're on. Let's go for it.
2: All right, can so can you, there you do go. A, a, a minor seventh shape, and can you bar the strings? Excellent. You'll replace
0: them. <laughs> that's it. You, you've got the job. So I reckon that's where we uh, where we wrap that one. We are going to put this in the uh, in the group as a poll, where there will only be two options that you can only <laughs> choose once. I'll learn yeah, that. I learned that because I realised the
1: last time it spiraled completely out of fucking. It
0: did. I put my hands up and say we did lose control of that one.
2: You <laughs> lost control because I voted, and then you said, "Oh no, you can you can add other options." And I went, "What? You can add other options? Yes." And <laughs> penis,
1: penis, penis, boobs, vagina.
0: Yeah, and the, and Facebook doesn't allow you to change the change the rules after the you've posted the <laughs> post. So it was it was in God's hands at that point. uh <laughs> But, yeah, so we're back on track. This will be a poll in the Fretzel podcast group. Make sure that you are voting on this because... One day I will
1: win one of these.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be this week, I'll be honest. I am, like, as as cool as the features of the, the JVM are, I think the list that matters flopped out on the desk there um, really, really... Um, argument and, and, I, and i
2: will admit that like had i needed a 100 watt head at any point or 50 or i assume these are 50 watt. are they maybe 100 i don't know i didn't actually 410 watts <laughs> oh is that what the number is yeah 410 <laughs> watts. but like had i needed a, a a big head this is absolutely something i'd have considered because you know it is really versatile but i also spent a lot of money on some drive pedals and i'd want to be able to use them
0: yeah absolutely my Yeah, my fear with it is that I'd have, however meant like 12 channels of whatever the fuck, uh, and I'd use one. I'd get like a really decent, crunchy, clean tone and go, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, but, and
2: then one load of panels in front of it. Exactly. Completely defeating the object.
0: Indeed. Right, so we've got um, a news correction this week. Uh, so that will pre- preclude our news last week we mentioned the Harley Benton hybrid steel and we compared it to the Acoustasonic so much so that the, uh, the the kind of the advertisement PR stuff for this week's podcast was going on about the Acoustasonic. Uh, this is as, like, as much as it's kind of within that ballpark, it's more an exact rip of the Taylor T5Z. <laughs>
2: Almost. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think the reason we didn't say that is because nobody knows what a Taylor T5Z is.
0: Indeed, however, I give you the permission to Google it. Not right now, you're driving, um, but pull over, Google Taylor T5Z, and you will see exactly, exactly how.
2: Okay, it's, it's a different color, but
0: it's exactly the same, isn't it? Um, thank you to to Anjay at AM Guitar. He he uh, pointed this one out for me, and uh, so yes, we stand corrected. Um, Harley Benton n- not being as um as inventive as we thought they were just straight up ripping off another guitar almost exactly
2: yeah so they've moved the pickup on the Taylor, but don't worry because you can buy one of if you if you felt bad and you thought you were going to buy one of the um one of the harley bentons and you now want to buy a Taylor because you know it's the it's the original version of this you can buy a second hand one from GAC for 1800 quid
0: oh well there you go or you could buy about five of these Harley Bentons.
2: Six, I think. I think you could buy six for 1800
0: quid. There you go. So you could have one, you
2: a, a disco.
0: one for every day of the week. <laughs> what? Um, Apart from Sunday. <laughs> yes, Sunday doesn't exist.
2: Can't play guitar on a Sunday. It'll no, annoy it's, God.
0: It's, it's against the rules. Uh. So we're going to go on to some actual news. As mentioned at the, the start of this podcast, There is a lovable green dinosaur, which we are going to mention today. Um, The leader of the Boss Corporation, Yoshi. Um, (laughs) Yoshi! Indeed, that one. (laughs) Now, Yoshi Ikigami uh, is retiring from Boss. So he's stepping down as the president. Um, uh, He's going to be taking an executive advisor role for the foreseeable future, but then with the the foresight of uh, retiring very shortly. Um, he's been with the company forty-four years at this point, um, and oh, well, he's headed up. <laughs> I mean, that's what what that's what Josh thinks to his forty-four year career. Oh dear! Like, so make
1: it forty-five at least. Like, come on, just like a nice
0: yeah. Squeeze out that forty-fifth year, much yes. like Josh <laughs> squeezed out that fart. Um, so like he's headed up some of the. Like some of the most recent stuff like in terms of like the Wazacraft um pedal line, essentially. Um, he's also been been at the head of the, the Boss Corp while the Katana amps have, have been released. So pretty pretty phenomenal changes within the like the like those things in and of themselves are still going and are massive. Like you still hear about people talking about the katanas. Um, from a solid state amp, that's like real budget. That's pretty impressive. The fact that people give two shits about them, so like that—that's worth worth mentioning. Um, he worked on the SDE three thousand, uh, Roland rack delay. Like he like personally worked on that when he was an engineer, and it, the algorithms. Does anybody
1: know what that one of those is.
0: Well, apparently, Steve Vai uh, favors the algorithms within that, and it they are. He's another
2: one to throw in that bucket with fucking <laughs> Satyani and Malmsteen and Wild. Whilst we and... talk about Steve Vai. Yeah, Sorry. he released the um,
0: the Hydra music this week with that crazy three necked Ibanez. <laughs> yes, he did. Just no. Just no.
2: Just stop it. It's not guitar anymore, is it?
0: No, I mean, there's the the, the bass guitar on it is like half-fretted. Like the the D and the G string are fretted, but the E and the A are fretless. And then you've got a fretless guitar on the top, but it's only fretless from what looks like up to the 12th fret, and then it has frets. Just, just get in the bin yeah uh, but yeah so uh steve voy apparently locks this this specific delay um algorithm and they it's it's still used today even in the uh, the rv6 so the man has a massive massive legacy uh so we bid you adieu mr ikigami hats off to you um staying on the japanese theme, um fender japan have have announced the um the japanese uh, the japan Ju- japan junior um lineup which is basically you have got a strat a tele a jazzmaster and a jazz bass all in pretty cool pastel colors so they're looking pretty cool but they are 94% the size of a normal like strat tele jazzmaster etc
1: so perfect for the Japanese clientele,
0: indeed, because they statistically are short, race. shorter people. I, yep. I don't know. So, it, like, it might be good, like, really good for um, for beginners and for younger players. So these these are ninety four percent of the size, twenty four inch scale length on the guitars, thirty inch scale length on the basses. They also are weight-relieved, so they've got a cavity design weight-relief. Uh, they're basewood bodies as well, and they are roughly $980, so kind of about 900 quid. Absolutely ideal. The thing that we were moaning about last week, about prices of guitars going up, fantastic. <laughs> they have solved the problem. Japan exclusive, though.
1: <laughs> so, my
0: I mean, There's, there's um, always be a downside
1: There is, is. My neighbour's uh, little kid was wanting to play guitar So they've got him like You know one of these Fucking like half size Three quarter Like micro guitars Or whatever they're called Yeah And my god You can have some fun On it shredding Because you can do like Because you can do like A 12 You can do like a 12 To like 24
0: stretch And it's <laughs> mad yeah, you can you can get those like dime bag intervals on it, yeah. Um. <laughs> but trying to keep one in tune is an absolute pain in the ass because like you tune it to the same note, but the scale length is oh, like
2: or the th- th- three quarters. Yeah, probably
0: about yeah, probably about two thirds to three quarters. So there's absolutely no tension on the strings at all. So when you do strum them, they just go, nah, I give up. And then <laughs> what was a a G chord then becomes a Q. Ah, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: this is this just doesn't make chords anymore. So you can either put like ridiculously thick strings on them, which make them really hard to play, or tune them up like a good three or four steps, which makes them really hard to play. So it renders them a little bit useless. Uh, so these might be a good, a good middle ground for it.
2: Yeah, and like let's face it, like I assume everybody here picked up a guitar before they were fully grown. Like I was thirteen, fourteen, and I didn't pick up a small guitar. Like I, so, it the the size thing isn't so much to do with you know your fretting hand it's more to do with the shape of the body and if you do reduce that by six percent it's quite a sizable reduction so it's gonna open it up to be easier to play for those youngsters without having those issues that you set you've mentioned
0: yeah um i i picked up the guitar when i was 17 I, I actually bought my own first guitar all right um because i'm one of the cool kids
2: well i will stand corrected then
0: I. Uh, so yeah, I, and the guitar that I I first played on is over there. I still have it, and it's it's awesome. Uh, but I I would have appreciated that if I would have picked up a guitar earlier. I definitely would have appreciated that. Um, and the there are a few um good like mini guitars. I think Ibanez do the Paul Gilbert Micro, which looks. Absolutely fantastic! It's like a, like a mini PGM, which is brilliant. Um, and Paul Gilbert on on like one of his videos on YouTube, tuned like he got one of them and tuned three three strings on it to E, and ended up doing like insane arpeggio shred on it. Um, because <laughs> that's Paul Gilbert.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: But the the Squire Strap Minis are they. Like I, like I say, incredibly difficult to stay in tune. They tend to use cheaper stuff on them, so the, the tuning pegs weren't as good as the standard Squire stuff. And because they're smaller as well, they tended not to stay in tune. Um, there was, I think the Brian May guitar company did like a mini May yeah. uh,
2: as well. It was a single pickup, Brian May, like, I think it was a three quarter size, but
0: yeah. yeah. I and mean, that looked rad, but I, again, I never played one. So, yeah. I mean, it might be a, like, it might be an alternative to those kind of guitars because not quite as full, fully featured as a guitar that, because these are essentially the, the full guitars, but just 6% smaller and a little bit lighter as well. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We've got maybe one last bit of news this week. We've got about seven minutes to mention it. Uh, <laughs> so, Behringer a couple of months ago had released like a wooden panel, like a, a pedal with wooden panels on the side, looking very much in the style of the old uh, Moog pedals, the Moog Fugas. Um, and that was that was a pretty big like, uh, fuck you these are out of production we'll do what we want kind of post and they like since then it looks like they're doing a full range of them which is i mean they're sought after pedals and they're really difficult to to get hold of and when you can get hold of them they are ridiculously expensive so it's bringing those pedals to a a like mass market They've done yeah. exactly the same this week with another classic pedal. They've done the the Boss CE one, <laughs> essentially. Um, what have they bearing. called
2: it? I, I, can't, I can't find it. No, like, I'm just I'm just writing bearing just C one clone, and nothing's coming up yet. Is it called the B
0: one, and it looks like bone?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean that would be that would be cool. It's probably C E one S E A. E A one, C C A one. Um, I don't know. I I saw it. To To be fair, it could have been an April Fool's joke. Um, there was a few of those.
2: Yes, that does my head in every year. I just yeah, I can't be doing with the the shitty fucking April Fool's jokes. And the worst the worst thing about them is all of the companies make them like um. What do you call it when you pay for your adverts on Facebook? Yeah, sponsored. Sponsored, that's it. So three days down the fucking line, you can't tell it's a fucking April <laughs> Fool's joke and you read the thing and you go, that's really weird. Yeah. And you go, oh, it's a sponsored post, so it's not from today. Fuck knows when it was. Oh, it's probably a fucking April Fool's joke. Yeah, well, all everyone, stop it. It's not funny. I never liked it in the first place. And all you're doing <laughs> is pissing me off now and putting me off for using your brand.
0: Uh so Marshall did one. Uh, they did the the zero amp. Yeah. Uh, this 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 time round, um, Practical Patch did one actually. Um, and they uh, sorry pedal patch, not Practical Patch. Pedal patch did one like Relict patch cables. I thought that was pretty funny. because <laughs> um, I think some people took it seriously, <laughs> uh, and they were getting like really irate. And they are like, check the date, check the date. Um, but yeah, Phil Phil's alleged. Um, and it it was well done to be fair. Like the, it looked it looked, like it was, um, legit enough that it got people. It really did get them hook, line, and sinker. Um, have we got any any more on that?
2: Uh, I'm just on their website trying to find any. Trying to
0: find it. Has I'm you got I'm any gonna, info yeah. on the, the, the Mooga Fuga
1: pedals as well? If they haven't called it the Fuga Mooga Mooga Fuga, then...
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm struggling to get it to load at the moment, but they, I couldn't see anything on their homepage or, like, anything to indicate that... Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to push acoustic simulators at me at the moment, and I don't want them. Well, I don't think <laughs> anyone does.
0: Um, so, I, I guess, with this... This new Beringer new old Beringer C E one. It it's asked it's got people asking the question like where is the line when it comes to clones? Cause I think that pretty much is it.
1: I don't know, like ex- you know, if you can execute order sixty six then you're okay.
0: <laughs> we Star Wars Star Wars Oh I fucking hated the prequels. Just so bad, so bad.
1: Not as bad as the fucking newer ones.
0: Um, yeah, like they seemed to l- lose steam after the first one of those, didn't they?
1: The second one was. I would rather look at my own rectum for three hours than watch that second <laughs> one.
0: I, I think I'd pay for that. I'd pay for you trying to like spend three hours trying to look at your own rectum. That <laughs> sounds I- like a entertainment
2: i've never been one for star wars really like i've tried to get into it a few times and just i think it's one of those things like jurassic park if you weren't eight years old when you watch your first one you're never going to get really into it
0: yeah yeah i can agree with that like laser swords beep, 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 and all of yeah. that it's 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 cool
2: um and like it's like i it's just you know, I'd, I'd expect to get really nerdy about it. And okay, I didn't hate the films watching, the, well, the original trilogy, I didn't hate watching them, but yeah. like, I haven't Come on, got if you wasn't a nursing a semi when you saw Princess
1: Leia in that bikini, uh, then there was like something 485 wrong 485 with you. like
2: 485 years old, stood next to a fucking slug.
1: <laughs> just I mean, yeah. you, you there. Um, that's, is that's just what cut got some, me. All, you, all was, you gotta do is cut what the slug got you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all you gotta do is put some paper around, just so you can at least yeah. see her. Then you know.
2: Yeah, but I was I was probably like a, was probably sixteen the first time I saw it. I had the internet by then. I didn't need any of that nonsense. The
1: Internet was not out at nineteen seventy two or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man! Shots fired. I mean, it does it. It really. It's karma, isn't it? For the the salt that we were throwing last week.
2: Yeah, I would just like to point out that uh, the. Star Wars, even even though I'm not a massive Star Wars fan, Star Wars wasn't out in 1972. The first film was 1977. Burn, <laughs> and I wasn't born yet. I wasn't Indeed. 16 in 1977 either. No, don't think anyone <laughs> was.
0: That's how it works. But yeah, like OG OG Star Wars was legit, but you had to watch it as a child. I ended up watching um watching OG Power Rangers this week cuz my son's got into um like the newer series of Power Rangers uh, and we just Would which... you go listen, listen son?
1: <laughs> yeah. Forget
0: forget what you know. I'm going to show you the real shit. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out the real shit is batshit crazy.
2: <laughs> Can I ask is the modern series of Power Rangers the same formula as the old series of Power Rangers where you see a thing they fail then they all join together and then they win. Is that is that is that what modern Power Rangers is as well?
0: Oh yeah, I I I fully take the piss out of my son when watching Power Rangers, because we'll be halfway through an episode and they're like fighting the guy, and I'm gonna uh, I say to him, I bet he's gonna turn big in a bit and they're gonna fight him with the, the megazords. And he goes, Oh dad, shut up, I know it's gonna happen. And then it happens and I <laughs> look, look, I told you. Uh, <laughs> 'Cause it is it's that formulaic, but it like the the acting is exactly the same. It's like hammy bullshit acting, it's <laughs> it's basically like action hollyoaks. <laughs> um and like the the CG is shit it's even rubbery. by yeah, like it's <laughs> like it's about twenty year old CG. But if you go back to the like the original series of Power Rangers the the it it's nowhere near as good quality because the half of the um the show is like completely dubbed it's all like the the japanese original stuff yeah and it's only the the shots where it's the teenagers without the the masks on (laughs) that it's like the american production company you can see there's Two two visibly different qualities in, in <laughs> recording between the American equipment. like Yeah, the yeah. equipment in the American studios is much better and he's a different <laughs> aspect ratio. And then like the, the storylines are not cohesive at all. It's like suddenly we're fighting this guy, and then this guy dies. Throw in a completely different chap as a giant, and then <laughs>
2: And then but after to defeat him as a, in your giant form.
0: Yeah, and it, but with that, it's like there was legit like um Godzilla vibes with it. It was like one of the Zords fights a giant guy, and there's a little bit of kung fu, and it's blatantly guys in like rubber suits. And a good time was had by all, so it was <laughs> it was nostalgia, but. It's exactly the same thing with Star Wars. If you didn't watch that shit when you were a child, you can completely understand why people go, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, But yeah. Beringer pedals? Behringer pedals.
2: (laughs) So I can't find anything on the CE (laughs) clone, but I can find the Moogs, so they definitely exist.
0: Yeah. So what do we say? Where does clone go too
2: far? I mean... Are we allowed to say JHS? I, I think because <laughs> yeah. it's like it's be- like he's well known for just cloning either one pedal or lots of pedals and throwing it into one and and putting his name on it. And okay, like I'm I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with that.
0: Okay, if if that's where your line is, that's where your line is. Yeah,
2: like what I like. If you're going to, you know, actually make some active changes, and you know, so it sounds different, so you've taken the, you know, it, like, so the the great example is Stuart Tate. the The things like the Razor the Dead, I've taken a fuzz face, I've changed yeah. these values, I've not even given you all the options that the fuzz face has because. There's only one option in there that matters, and that's everything up full. Yeah. So here's my version of that. I've sorted the EQ out so that it doesn't get lost when you're using humbuckers, and, you know, I've sorted yeah. all these out, and this is my version of a Fuzz face, and it sounds very different to an original Fuzz face, but it's that circuit, but it's been amended. Or the the Anteras, where it's an, an SD1, or, you know, loosely based on the original Tube Screamer, you know, that kind of... And he's gone right... I'm changing this, I'm changing that, I'm giving you this extra feature, and it's a completely different pedal. That, I don't mind. If you take something and change it and make it better, then absolutely. Yeah. But once you're just... I know roughly what the value of that is. So I know I know roughly what the schematics of that is, so I'll do my own version, put it in my box, paint it and sell it. Yeah. That I'm less comfortable with. So I think it... like. And obviously then, like, if you take it to the next level where you make it the same shape and you, you know, basically go, oh, it's not in production, so I'm just going to release the same thing. Yeah, That's definitely crossing a line.
0: So there's, it's not necessarily, like, a hard and fast line, but it's a scale of, yeah, that's that's cool, all the way to, not cool, man, not cool. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, like, at the far end is is basically this... Like these new Behringer, ones. I think they did um, like the uh ring modulator, the Mo- Mutron ring mod- modulators as well, and fully ripped off like the graphics and the, the. They've been doing a doing a lot of it recently, so their their lawyers may get a bit busy. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, wouldn't surprise me.
0: It, I mean, it, it is what it is. They. They are like on the on the one hand, they're releasing pedals that you can't get anymore. They're it's not like the original companies are doing that. And and Boss especially are a company that, that say we're not gonna look backwards with our pedals. We're not gonna do re-releases and reissues, only moving forward. So which is why you find like the, the Waza craft uh like the DM two, for example they didn't want to just re-release the dm2 cuz it got a bit of a cult following same with the hm2 they went okay we'll we'll do a new version of it we'll we'll reevaluate it for a new um, new era of people um, so it's very unlikely that they're going to be doing the the ce1 and i don't think you're ever going to get the ce1 wisercraft. i will be honest though
2: <laughs> no i'm pretty pretty certain on that
0: so, like, from that point of view, the majority of us won't be buying vintage CE1s. And and even if we do, that they're, they're hen's teeth, and they're, they're not made for guitar as well. They were originally, like, keyboard effects units. Yeah. So, Behringer were making them. Like,
2: weren't they, like, hardwired mains... Yeah, something pretty, like that. A, a pretty sure and, they're like hardwired, like they've got a three prong prong coming at them. <laughs> which yeah, just... and the like
0: the input as well was was designed for like a line input, so it was yeah, it was not guitar friendly. Um, so is that enough to to warrant them being able to do it? I think possibly, but then it's a bit on the nose with the the exact color scheme and paint and whatnot.
2: Yeah, and I think like. You, that, like if it was a collaboration, then fine. Like if you did it in a collaboration with Boss, and you said, "Look, we're gonna reissue one of your pedals because you're not doing it," and Boss went, "Okay, I think that's fine." I think where the line is is the fact that you know you made it look like it yeah. is the the original thing. Although, like I say, I can't actually find this Behringer one, so it might might be an April Fool's joke.
0: I mean, it could very well be, um, but it's it's now a point where. People aren't questioning it because Behringer have pulled this quite a few times before. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like where is that like they they've actually made slight changes with that, whereas companies like Joyo and Moore doing exact clones or exact as exact as they can do. Yeah. Um
2: in Well Moore got pretty they got they got done for like leaving code in software, didn't they? They they're... <laughs> They did the, the code the, on the logic chips or whatever, wherever it was.
0: It was a CC 60 for the the tender octave, was it?
2: Yeah, it was the the original tender octave. Of, yeah. Was so. Yeah, yeah, it was one of their octave pedals, anyway.
0: Yeah, so I mean they they've been caught red-handed doing it.
2: Um. That and and really, the, like like. That is definitely crossing the line for me. Like, you shouldn't be... Especially not when it's a product that's, like, out there and people can buy, and all you've done is put it in a slightly different enclosure.
0: Yeah, like a smaller enclosure and... Rip it and, off. Yeah, change the the colour for, uh, for it. Because it didn't look like a, like an EHX pedal. But that that's not enough. But, like, um, the Joyo Vintage Overdrive is basically ts not. <laughs> I mean, it is also a big wet fart, but it's it's uh, it's it's basically a TS nine. Um, so, it, it should we be like pissy about that as well?
2: Well, I mean, like the the problem with that is everybody's got a TS nine clone, like not even like. You know their own version like there's there's forty different
0: TS9s oh yeah lines
2: that are the, the, just just a clone of the yeah, the you Ibanez go on Amazon original. or you go
0: on eBay you type in like tube screamer or just type in tube screamer and you'll come up with like a moon and horse and all these kind of yeah yeah and and they're all the same circuit uh so that's kind of diluted it a bit. It's the same as like the strap body shape, isn't it? That you can't really get annoyed that people are doing the strap body shape because there are so many about. So is yeah. it, is it the rarity then that the, the C one is?
2: Well, I guess it's the fact that like, it's not like, I think the my, my thing with the tube screamer is it's been happening for so long and nobody's complained about it to the point where you don't have the right to complain about it anymore. Yeah. Where so I think if you're the first person cloning a pedal now, you're probably you know, you're getting close to the line if you if you haven't crossed it already. Whereas if you're doing the three and a half thousandth different but the same tube screamer clone, I think like A, you're probably gonna struggle to to get anywhere in that market because you know, if you want a straight up tube screamer clone, you're gonna spend fifteen quid on a second hand Joyo. Or a second-hand, you know, any of the any of those kind of brands.
0: I mean, you you save a little bit of money, spend about thirty, forty quid, and you can get a cheap screamer I mean, mini used.
2: Yeah, although those are eight oh eight circuits, not nine. Tube. Yeah, 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 but but
0: yeah. It's like it's much of a it's much, much of a, of a
2: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I th- I think more than kind of like. That is, it's more if you're like the first person cloning a pedal. I think that's where you start to like these days. Mm. It's like it's it, again, you go back to the 70s and they tried to bring a lawsuit in too late about the body shapes. And you were told you can't bring a lawsuit in about body shapes because you've been letting it happen for 15, 20, 25 years. Yeah. Whereas now they 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 brought it in and okay, it's on headstocks. And they've said like, okay, you, your 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 body, your. Identity is in your headstocks now, so people can't clone your headstocks, which is fair. You know, that's the, that's the decision that they made. And, like, you've got companies that are getting around it by just inverting the cuts in the top and, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but at least that's that's kind of something. But once there's a hard and fast rule in place or once people actually start to realize that, you know, this is maybe not ethically correct or maybe, you know, whatever your your reasoning might be, once once that decision has been made, then... We we like you stick to it as a society because that's just just how we like that's how humans kind of end up like they once you just once we've made a decision whether something is right or wrong, yeah, you then have to kind of stick to it and like you also can't retrospectively like and it's something that they kind of people are kind of doing now where they're like trying to retrospectively criticise things that happened in the past and really like it's it's happened get over it and like yeah focus on the now, I think my instant
0: reaction to it was was from a stance of this is not cool but i want i want justification as to why um i think i think we're going to going to open this up to our our fret talk podcast group cuz i've got some some inkling as to why i don't think it's cool and it's it's part of that i think it it is the rarity that the ce one is not a thing that's cloned every day um but i like i've mentally justified the fact that cheap like cheap screamer variants and blues driver variants and and all of these different kind of chinese cheap clones are out there um i'm complicit in that because i cater for that a lot on my channel um so for me to say these are okay, but that's not. I don't. I don't know if it's like it's hypocrisy or if there is a line with that as well. So it's something that I think I've got to mentally wrestle with a little bit. But I also want to hear where where our listeners are at with this as well, because it'd be quite interesting to see what like what people's takes on it are. And I think that's probably a good place to end the podcast for this week. Sounds like
1: you're um,
0: fine. It does, doesn't it? Because we, I would
1: like to go to bed.
0: Indeed, I mean, aren't you pretty much there already? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Patreon backers, yeah, you, you're you you the man, you the man's use use the man's. That's how plurals work. Uh, For as little as two dollars a month, you can also be the man's. So we've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans. We've got Mr. Doug Crist of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. we in the pants. Uh, We've got, (laughs) like EA, it's in the pants. Uh, we've (laughs) We've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. If you want to catch me online, you find me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Tokal Tone series and the No Tokal Tone versus series. This week we have just had the Moa Grey phase. And I think the following week we are definitely having that shootout between the Joe Uzi and something. We've gonna get we're gonna get heavy. That'll be one for you to watch out for Josh. Chugger, chugger. Chugger Chugger Woo Woo. Um Josh, we find you at the Coroda Mortis at Instagram and at JoshyZK ZK at YouTube. And Matt, we don't find you at Twitch. Don't even try looking. Uh, everywhere else we find you Hill underscore Matt Q. That's the Twitter and the Twinstagrams.
2: That's the thing.
0: So from myself, Mr. BudgetPod. From oh my gosh, it's Josh. Alfie Desin. That's the one. And from Mr. Matt Kauai and say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Ooh. It will be a tatty boy and good night for this week. Tarara bit. Peace.
1: a spelling mistake on a tombstone some could say that would be a grave mistake
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh he's back he's back